Welcome back to the C3 Podcast. This is John McKinley, your host, and this week, Pastor Robin's bringing us a special Palm Sunday message. Here's a short clip of that. The Jewish people wanted something specific. They wanted to be liberated from Roman oppression. But you know, Jesus knew differently. Jesus knew they didn't need a military leader. Jesus knew that they needed a savior. We hope you enjoyed today's message. And if you'd like, go to c3potstown.com and plan a visit to join us in person next Sunday. You know, this, this really doesn't mean nothing here or there, but every year about this week, I make sure I wear this jacket. Now I wear it for a purpose. This, I like to watch professional golf. And this weekend is the Masters Tournament. And one of the things that they win if they win the tournament is a green jacket. Now, I could care less about winning a green jacket, okay? But it just reminds me that I'm a Masters champion. Not a golf champion. I'm a champion of the King. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Now I can take the jacket off. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Well, it's Palm Sunday. The day we celebrate the triumphal entry of Jesus as he rode into Jerusalem. It also marks the beginning of the last week of our Lord here on the earth. Now, just a little side note here. I've written a uh, seven uh, devotionals about Holy Week. And maybe I'd be able to get an email out to you so you can find those, but you, you can go to ramckinley.com and go to the free eBooks page and it's toward the bottom of that. But you could read a devotion and uh, see what happened on Holy Week and how it applies to us. So if you remember that, you can do that. If, if you don't remember that, maybe I can get an email out uh, to, uh, to remind you of these seven devotions that I, that I wrote on Holy Week. Well, here's a story you'll like. A little boy was sick on Palm Sunday, so he stayed home from church with his mother. His father returned from church holding a palm branch in his hand. The little boy was curious and he said, why do you have a palm branch, dad? You see, the dad said, when Jesus came into town, everyone waved palm branches to honor him. So we got palm branches today. The little boy replied, oh shucks, the one Sunday that I miss, Jesus showed up. Well, Jesus did show up that day and his reputation and ministry had a great impact on everyone in the area. And that's why people poured out to the streets to receive him. In the Gospel of John, listen to what it says. It says, the next day, the news that Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem swept through the city. A large crowd of Passover visitors took palm branches and went down the road to meet him. They shouted, praise God, blessings on the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hail to the King of Israel. 
And we know that Jesus rode on a donkey and he made his way, was making his way into the city. And John said that it was the prophecy of Zechariah that was being fulfilled. And let's read prophecy. Said, rejoice, O people of Zion. Shout in triumph, O people of Israel or Jerusalem. Look, your king is coming to you. He is righteous and victorious, yet he is humble, riding on a donkey, riding on a donkey's colt. Well, John continued in verse 16 and says, his disciples didn't understand at that time this was fulfillment of prophecy. But after Jesus entered his glory, into his glory, they remembered what had happened and realized that these things had been written about him. So Jesus was very well known at this point in his ministry. Many people had either witnessed or heard about the miracles that he did. How he healed numerous people, restoring the sight to the blind, making the lame walk, um, casting demons out healing the lepers, and, and perhaps the most powerful of all the signs was he returned Lazarus back to life after being in the grave for four days. Verse 17 in John 12 says, Many in the crowd had seen Jesus call Lazarus from the tomb, raising him from the dead, and they were telling others about it. That was the reason so many went out to meet him because they had heard about this miraculous sign. Then the Pharisees said to each other, there's nothing we can do. Look, everyone has gone after him. I'm starting your notes now if you're following along with your notes. They saw a prophecy coming true. Just as we read, the people that day exhibited a joyful spirit. But unfortunately, this condition was temporary. The reason why it was temporary was because of the harsh reality that they weren't free. These people were under the domination of the Roman Empire who governed them with an iron hand. In all reality, these people felt impotent and oppressed because Rome uh, imposed tariffs and taxes on them. And they had very stern restrictions. And then the crucifixions, which was the favorite method of execution by the empire. These crucifixions were common occurrence. It was for these reasons that many other, and many others that the Jewish people were anxious for their Messiah to arrive. So when Jesus rode into Jerusalem riding a cult, and due to his reputation, they saw Zechariah's prophecy coming true right before their very eyes. We read another description of, of this joy, the joy that was in the hearts of these people in Matthew 21. Most of the crowd spread their garments on the ground around him, ahead of him. Others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. Jesus was in the center of the procession. And, all the, and the people all around him were shouting, Praise God for the Son of David. Blessings on the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Praise God in the highest heaven. The multitude was praising Jesus and they were lifting up their voices in joyful celebration. 
But most of all, they were lifting up their hearts to him. They felt in their heart their Messiah had arrived. Hallelujah. How many of us here today see Jesus in the same light? Can you lift up your voice right now with a shout of the same type of joy? Praise God for the son of David. Who can lift up a shout of joy and say, blessings on the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Who will lift up a voice and shout, praise God in the highest heaven. We just sang about that. I was going to grab that song to look at it and, and just, but, you know, and then Cindy came up and said, who, who can shout praise the Lord? But, it's always a but, isn't there? What if he doesn't meet your expectations? I mean, we can lift up our voices and joyfully shout to the Lord. We can lift up our hands and our hearts to God and welcome him into our lives. But what happens after he enters our lives doesn't do what we wanted or what we expected? What happens if your life is turned upside down because of him? Do we continue to shout, praise God in the highest heaven? There's a sad reality that happens, friends. Too many times the praises stop. In many cases, that fervent love that we once felt when we welcomed him into our life grows cold. Too often, God doesn't, when God doesn't do what we want, our joy turns into anger and our praise into rebellion. That's exactly what happened in Jerusalem from the beginning of the week to the end of the week. Well, friends, we can count on Jesus even if he does the unexpected. The people that day were looking for a deliverer, and here he was, riding right into Jerusalem. Jesus was the one who they deposited their faith into. Jesus, according to prophecy, would be their next king. But he didn't even try to assemble an army. He didn't try to unite the people in the community. I mean, this man, Jesus, did the unexpected. Instead of uniting leaders and, and the community, he revealed their sin and their wicked ways. Look what it says further in Matthew. Jesus entered the temple and began to drive out all the people buying and selling animals for a sacrifice. He knocked over the tables of the money changers and the chairs of those selling doves. He said to them, the scriptures declare my temple shall be called a house of prayer, but you have turned it into a den of thieves. This man who would be the next king according to Prophecy, he didn't commit to lifting the tariffs and the taxes that they were subject to. In fact, he told them to pay them. He said, give to Caesar what's Caesar's and give to God what's God's. Pay your taxes. He didn't attempt to raise an army. Instead, he laid down his life for their sins and their wicked ways. Do you realize what Jesus did? He did nothing they expected. And what he did do, they didn't want. Thus their praises were silenced 
their joy turned to anger, and the same attitude manifests itself among believers today. Why do people cease to praise God? Well, let's, let's think about why they do praise him. They praise him because it's easy to praise the Lord when everything is going well or going the way that we think they should be going. It's very easy to praise God and worship him when our circumstances appear totally favorable. It's very easy to maintain joy in our heart when God's glory is revealed and the obstacles in our lives vanish. But when things don't go our way, when our circumstances aren't favorable and we experience difficulties, be honest with yourself. Even if you don't want to admit it, sometimes God's put, God puts you in a bad mood. Sometimes you say to yourself, I'm, I'm just not going to praise him. You see, there's one fact you need to know about God. On occasion, he will not give us what we want. But we can be sure of one thing. God will always give us what we need. Paul told us this very same thing. He told the Philippian church, and the same God who takes care of me will supply all your needs from his glorious riches, which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. This short verse lets us know that without a doubt, God will provide all of our needs. The Jewish people wanted something specific. They wanted to be liberated from Roman oppression. But you know, Jesus knew differently. Jesus knew they didn't need a military leader. Jesus knew they didn't need someone else to run the empire. Jesus knew that they needed a savior. And that's who he is and that's who he was. Hallelujah. Now, don't get me wrong. It's, it's never a bad time to praise and worship God. Make sure that when you do, you, your focus isn't glued on what you are, say, are wanting. My mind goes to Paul and Silas in Acts chapter 16. In Acts 16, they were whipped, they were shackled, and they were thrown into an inner dungeon. Listen to what the scripture says. Around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening. Suddenly, I love that when that word comes up in scripture. Suddenly, there was a massive earthquake, and the prison was shaken to its foundations. And all the doors immediately flew open, and the chains of every prisoner fell off. Do you think they thought that God would send an earthquake if they started singing praises and worshiping him? I'm going to tell you right now, I don't think so. I think they were just doing it. They were doing it because God is God and this is the circumstance they found themselves in and they praised the Lord anyway. It had nothing to do with freeing them from their situation. You know how I know that? Because that's exactly what God did. God not only freed them, but he freed every prisoner in there. Their shackles came off the whole thing. And they didn't go anywhere. They hung around. 
So back to, to the uh, crowd on Palm Sunday. In all fairness, we actually don't know if the people who praised Jesus on the, uh, the triumphant entry, the day that he rode into Jerusalem, were the same people who shouted, crucify him, following Friday. We don't know that. What we can see is the attitude from praise to crucify him throughout the week. So we're not going to talk anymore about that. We're going to conclude by talking about you and me. Because that's where we're at right now. Do you continue lifting up your hands and raising your voice in joyful celebration saying praise God in the highest heaven no matter what or do you permit circumstances in your world or perhaps your own opinions to kill the joy that's in your heart we can't allow anything to kill that joy friends we can't allow that because we know that he can bring us all that joy. We need to keep it. Don't allow your way of thinking or your expectations distance you from God. Lift up your hearts to him right now. Surrender your life to him at this very moment. Shout out with a joyful voice. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Just leave that up there for a while. Even if we start singing something, just leave that up there for right now. Friends, I don't know where you're at in your life. I don't know what's going on in your mind. I don't know the circumstances that are surrounding you that are affecting your life. But this morning, are you able Are you able to come up here and get a palm branch and wave it in the air and say what's on the screen? Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And then tell him, Lord, whatever you're going through, whatever your circumstances are, say, God, I'm, I'm getting past this. I'm going to keep my joy because I want you to be blessed in my life. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Maybe there's nothing going on in your life right now. I want you to come up too. And I want you to say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And it's, it should be easy for you to do because those things aren't attacking you right now. But then I want you to say, Lord, when those things do come my way, I want to be able to continue to say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Thanks for tuning in to this week's podcast. If you'd like to partner with us financially to spread the gospel further, please go to c3outlet.com give. Have a great week.